Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to the Under the Ring Presents House of the Podcast. It is I, tis I, Sir Rock the First of the Land Doucet, coming into you today to discuss episode three with King James Ruler of House Who Day. You motherfucker. House Who Day. You, you know what? Who got it better than us? Faithful nobody. <laughs> Since you want to do this motherfucking way, how to day? Okay, okay, okay. No problem, no problem. This episode, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, we are going to be discussing episode three of House of the Dragon. Of course, we know this is the spinoff of Game of Thrones, and this episode. We saw some badassery. <laughs> we yeah. saw some bad. We saw some badassery. Let's 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 keep it a hundred. We saw some badassery this episode. This particular episode pretty much focuses a lot on Damon, and it also focuses a lot on Rhaenyra's, but not so not so much what you think. What you're thinking. Um. Let's get to my boy Damon. Let's get to him. Okay, pretty much we we start off with the fact that the crab feeder has been wreaking fucking havoc. Mm-hmm. He's been wreaking fucking havoc. Okay, we saw pretty much the be- the beginning and the end of the Battle of Stepstone right here, right here, right now. Pretty much. Damon and Corliss and their army, Corliss's army, you know, since Corliss is the master of ships, has been getting pretty much beat down by the crab feeder. Yeah. The king, after hearing this, and of course having sympathy because, you know, this is his brother. He doesn't want to see his brother die. Sends his brother Damon a note pretty much saying, bro, we on our way to come help you. This sets Damon ass the fuck off. <laughs> Mind you, they're getting their ass whipped with the dragon. Right. With the dragon, they're pretty much getting their ass whipped because the Crab King won't come out of his cave. Mm-hmm. That's what it's that's what's going on. The Crab King and his army won't come out of their cave. So they can't pretty much attack them. Mm-hmm. Damon receives his note. Pretty much saying, bro, we on our way. We're going to sit there and help you. Next thing we know, next thing we know, it's Damien coming down with this ultimate scheme. What's going on, big bro? Thank you for checking in. What's good? What's good? Pretty much Damon decides to come up with this big master plan. What Damon does is he pretends to pretty much give up. Comes in with the white flag. That's the crap for you to know, like, yo, it's this is it. We're done. We're done. We're not doing this no more. Crab feeder sneaks out his cave, sends his boys. And as his boys decide to get closer, my man Damon goes the hell off. <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Damon killed about 15, 20, 30, 40. <laughs> Day Day from 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 about the Benjamins hit right here. Located <laughs> uh, like two three hundred uh spears and bow and arrows. <laughs> they, there was a meme that's fucked up. 
that showed um <laughs> Ron Stark and it says couldn't zigzag. Then there's a picture of Damon could zigzag. <laughs> remember, young Stark got killed because his ass didn't know how to zigzag when um Ramsey shot that damn ball. Damon mm-hmm. here showed him how it was done. Zigzag through about 1,500 damn flaming bows and arrows <laughs> coming at him, killing about 1,800 crab feet off army members along the way. And then Damon gets to the actual crab feeder, gets him in the cave. We don't actually see what happens, but Damon comes out with half of the crab feeder's body and his intestines dragging behind him. Mm-hmm. Damon, up to, Damon has now proven himself to me to be my favorite character right now. Oh, yeah. It, he, he, had, <clears throat> he already was, but what he did in that moment definitely solidified it for me. And I know we, like, we jumped way ahead, but, hey, that scene was so dope that you kind of don't have a choice but to. Right. <laughs> because Damon showed that he, he's simply a bad motherfucker. Pretty much. Like, he's not one of those guys that's going to be the head of the uh, army or something and not show his guys how he should, how they should react within time of war. He's like, yo, I'm out here doing this. Mm-hmm. I'm out here doing this. Let's get it done. And he did that while he was being questioned by Lord Corliss's brother. Right. Lord Corliss's <laughs> brother pretty much wanted to start a mutiny mm-hmm. against Damon. And then that's when Damon got that letter saying big bro was on the way and damon said fuck this fuck you fuck him i'm gonna show y'all what it's all about let's get it popping <laughs> damon went in there what had me crying was what had me cracking the fuck up was fucking corliss telling his uh, <laughs> telling his brother bayman you know you will not stoke a mutiny in other words nigga shut the fuck up pretty much he has a dragon <laughs> he can roast our black asses at any time if we decide to do that <laughs> right that that is damon is that dude he's like wrestlers nowadays high spots and no set at all because your man got shot with the arrow mm-hmm. and still kept it moving mm-hmm. now damon that pretty much is that pretty much is the end of damon's story yeah we know that he killed the crab king letting people know i'm not to be fucked with mm-hmm. now we jump to veneris we jump to veneris and the targaryen family real quick Mind you, during this time frame, from the last episode to now, all we, all we hear is that the king is planning on marrying Alicent Hightower. Mm-hmm. Episode three, not only has he married Alicent Hightower, they have a two-year-old and another one on the way. So <laughs> what us as viewers have to realize is they are not going slow as far as the chronological order of events and what and what's going on this is not going to be a slow drawn out time time frame on what's going on what i had to go back and watch and realize from from episode one and episode two when they were talking and pretty much pressuring the king about you know he has to marry he has to marry he has to marry six months had passed between the death of his wife to when he finally said, all right, I'm going to marry Allison. 
counter view, we don't think of it that way. We think of it maybe like as a week or whatever, but six months has passed. And then I was like, no wonder they were on him like, all right, you need to pick a new wife. You know, it's almost been a year. You got to pick a new wife. So now we do another time jump and it's two years. And on this second year, we are pretty much focusing on the birthday of the king and Allison's two-year-old son. Mm-hmm. Key word there, son. Because the king now has a son, is Rhaenyra still his heir? Or does this or does his son Aegon become the heir? And what was so was so striking about not just this episode, but about this series so far, we see a lot. They, they go real in depth with the politics. Real in depth. With the politics, because what they wind up doing is they go on this hunt. <clears throat> Pretty much in honor of Prince Aegon. Second, to honor his second name day. It's pretty much a big affair. It's like a yeah. carnival. What they're having. His birthday is like a carnival. And the hunt is like the main part of this carnival to celebrate him. It's a joust. There's tournaments and everything that's going on. It's and it's it's like you said, it's it's a it's to honor Aegon for his mm-hmm. second namesake. Yeah, Mike, sorry to cut you off. No, you're good, brother. And pretty much the the coup de gras of this. Is to capture and to hunt down the white stag, the white heart. And the white heart represents pretty much, if you can, if you're able to catch this, it basically gives you royal validation. It's basically giving them validation that Prince Aegon is to be the heir of the throne. The white heart is considered the king of the kingdom, mm-hmm. the king of the forest. Mm-hmm. Con- white heart is considered the king of the forest. So if the king is able to bring down this mythical white stag it should prove that like you said Aegon is the rightful heir it is a it is a god it is a as Otto Hightower said I'm not one to believe in such but it would be a blessing from the gods if this mm-hmm. were to happen on his namesake day mm-hmm. and it, go ahead go ahead brother no 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 go ahead <laughs> Marco <laughs> Well, in about in about forty five minutes, your 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 horns are going to get throttled. Massively. Pretty much, pretty much. But that's a whole that's a whole another topic <laughs> at hand. That's a whole another topic at hand. Um, during this time, we see that the king and we see that Rhaenyras has definitely become more defiant and more vocal and more, I should say, visibly upset mm-hmm. that the king has married her best friend. <laughs> it be, she be, she's, she's visibly upset that the king has married her best friend. And on the ride to the carnival, it is now being brought up the fact that there are suitors who are after Rhaenyra now. And 
Viserys pretty much goes off on Rhaenyra. like, look, your ass got to get married. I'm getting fucking suitors left and right from you from all sides of Westeros trying to come at you. Mm-hmm. And during this time, we meet a very pinnacle family who is outright pursuing Rhaenyra's. We meet the Lannisters. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> we meet yeah. Lannister. We meet Jason Lannister. Very cocky, very arrogant, very brutish. Outright lets the king and Rhaenyra's know. Hey, come back with me. Come come with me to Castle Lee Rock. The infamous Castle Rock that everyone that all the Lannisters just wanted to go back to rule. <laughs> mm-hmm. From Game of Thrones. <laughs> mm-hmm. And <laughs> Renera is simply like, uh no. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. She's like, at first she was, you know. Giving him a little little rhythm, little, little hey, let me see what you're talking about. Then once he mentioned, you know, you can be my my lady, she was like, Oh, mm-hmm. I'm out of here, bro. I'm out of mm-hmm. here. <laughs> see, mm-hmm. you don't cross the line. See, I was drinking your wine, everything is good. And due to the fact that she pretty much realized that her father was, you know, accepting these suitors on her behalf to see who she should marry, Renaris gets pissed the hell off mm-hmm. and rides off speeding mm-hmm. speeding into the woods and who goes after her 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 shining knight in armor mm-hmm. sir christian cole sir christian of course is um he's one of the king's guards and he is pretty much renaris's bodyguard he's supposed to go everywhere she goes but Knight in shining armor, Sir Christian Cole, riding in, mm-hmm. grab the reins. Yep. Had the little talk about a fire with Rhaenyra's. Spent the night out in the woods because Rhaenyra's wouldn't go back to camp just yet. And during that time in the night out in the woods, what happened was a wild boar came. And attack the camp. Mm-hmm. And during this, <laughs> I don't trust nobody named <laughs> During this time of the camp, the wild boar came and attacked Renaris. It attacks a Christian Cole. And we see. Veneris pretty much take out all all her right. frustrations. Christian Cage, Christian Cole, don't matter. Hell no. I don't blame you. Take mm-hmm. out all her frustrations on this wild boar as she's killed him. Mm-hmm. Like she jukes the hell out of it. the hell out this wild boar. Repeatedly. All her frustrations. So in the process of, you know, the next morning, because, of course, they, they made camp for the night. The next morning, they head back into the carnival setting for Prince Aegon. And, oh, I skipped one major part. I'm sorry. I skipped one major part. And you were bringing it up about the White Heart. 
during this time. <laughs> Listen, hmm. I pretty much think Sir Christian Cole is definitely putting in his bid hmm. to be Rhaenyra's man. Mm -hmm. I damn sure think he's putting in his bit, but he's going about it being he's going about it the 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 Jorah way. Let me right. be your servant. Right. He's going about it the Jorah way. Let me be your servant. Now, something major that happens during this before we get to Renair's returning to camp is during the hunt, the king and his men find a huge stag, huge, huge stag. But yeah, she damn sure did. Renera after that damn boy beat yeah, that, she, yeah. killed the hell out that boy. <laughs> mm -hmm. Puma had no chance. <laughs> no, not one bit. Timon couldn't have helped his ass, even if he tried. Okay. The stag was huge, but it was not the white heart. It was a regular old big ass, huge ass damn deer. So in a way, Viserys, you see the, the disappointment in Viserys' eyes, like the gods did not bless me to find white heart. Hmm. And he <laughs> goes to kill the stag with this spear that the Lannisters have made. And the first stab he first stab he makes, he misses the stag's heart. So now the stag is just writhing in pain, mm -hmm. which is also significant in the fact that he couldn't do it in one shot. Same way he couldn't produce a boy his first time around. Mm -hmm. He had to go in for the second for the second one, which eventually killed the stag, and you know they had meat. For the carnival now. You want to know something? And I, I found it funny when I was thinking about and watching that scene. That was clearly some Christopher Columbus type shit they did. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like how Columbus apparently discovered America on accident. It was like, well, we couldn't find the white stag. Well, this would do. <laughs> nah. The, the part that got me about that is when the fact they were hunting the stag down. They picked mm -hmm. up some damn deer shit, yeah. smelt it, squishing it in his hand. Viserys said, mm, about two hours away. Now, Viserys <laughs> got deer shit on his hand and he done squished. Your man tops Otto on the shoulder and wipes the deer shit pretty much on Otto's shoulder. So your man is walking around with deer shit on him right now, okay? That's what's going on, pretty much. Your man is walking around with deer shit. I was like, oh, no, you just didn't wipe deer shit on my man's shoulder. So, once again, we get back to the hunt. Now, Rhaenyra's has killed this boar. She's on her way back to camp. And guess what Rhaenyra's and Sir Cole see? Whiteheart. Mm -hmm. They see the Whiteheart. Of course, they could kill it, bring it back. And it would have been a big, huge omen sign to everyone if Rhaenyra's was the one that brought back the white heart. But she didn't. She let it go. I was... I, it, it's important that she let it go. I guess I understand. But 
to me, like I said, like I just said just now, if she'd have killed that white stag and came back with it, there'd have been no more doubt in anyone's mind who the heir should have been. Right. And I think her letting it go is going to backfire later because it's going to cause an even bigger riff on who the heir is. Right. And, and, and like we had mentioned earlier, the politics is playing in her mind. Mm-hmm. Because, like you said, she could have easily killed that white stag and brought it back to the camp like, yeah, now what? But at the same time, although she's been resistant, extremely resistant against tradition, she still has to see still somewhat, I, I don't know if she's somewhat respecting it, but she's still like, okay, this is the way things still is, you know? It's 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 installed in her. It's been installed yeah. in her since birth. So it's something that she mm-hmm. can't just you know give up. You know she right. does know tradition. But something that major happened during the feast and everything because Rhaenyra's comes back with the wild bulls. So guess what? We got pork chops to go with this dead now. So we got mm-hmm. venison and pork chops, folks. They eating good at this carnival. Good. <laughs> okay, they eating good. During this time, Viserys is talking to. Sir Shaw and who is the master of laws and he's talking to him about who he should pretty much pair Rhaenyra's up with. Sir Strong says yo you ain't never lied that scene did yo venison and pork <laughs> venison and burnt pork ends that sound like a hell of a barbecue to me Hell yeah. <laughs> okay. So Strong actually implies that possibly his son, his son has a club foot, and if you notice, is sitting with the ladies during the time because, of course, he can't join the men during the hunt because of his club foot. Otto Hightower interjects during that time of Sir Strong and Sarah's talking and pitches someone wild to Viserys to pretty much betroth Rhaenyra's too. He pitches the idea that just to ensure that there is no issue on who should be the heir, who should get the throne, pitches the idea that Viserys should betroth Rhaenyra's to her younger brother Aegon, who is two. Her two-year-old younger brother. And we've mentioned this before, folks. Back then, there was no such thing as morality as far as stuff like that, right? It was all about the royal bloodline. How can we keep the royal bloodline going? How can we keep it going? And for for him to mention, and and think about Otto Hightower, Yes, 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 yes. Oh, my God. (laughs) The thing about Otto Hightower, he has been the one doing most of the politicking. (laughs) Right, right, that, right, right. Right, exactly, exactly. (laughs) One person's views does not represent... (laughs) (laughs) 
But Otto Hightower has been doing the most politicking so far in this series. Hightower has put his Hightower has put his family and his line in the highest position from episode one until now. And that's a perfect transition. Oh no, Otto's a piece of shit. He is a piece mm-hmm. of fucking shit. And with with that being said, there is a very interesting conversation that takes place between Allison and Otto. Mind you, Allison at one point was Renera's best friend. Pretty much her handmaiden. Pretty much her, yep. her maiden, because she would study with Renera's, check on her. She was pretty much Renera's maiden. You yeah. know? Her maiden and her best friend. Now we fast forward to the stepmom. <laughs> and you see this conversation taking place between Otto and Allison. And you can see like some of the guilt that Allison is facing. Like they talk about the throne, they talk about the heir. And Allison is very hesitant, like, yeah, you know, my mm-hmm. my son could be the could be the heir, but what about Renera? And Otto was mm-hmm. pretty much like, listen, you now have royal blood. Right. Like you, you, you got more power than what you realize, girl. And I'm mm-hmm. about to help you see this power. That's pretty mm-hmm. much what Otto's doing. Mm-hmm. That's exactly pretty much what Otto's doing. And I was thinking about this the other night, and I'm thinking, Otto is ensuring that high tower blood continues to rule upon the royal throne as well. Exactly. Not I only mean, does Aegon has Targaryen blood, he has Hightower blood. Exactly. So technically, if he betroths Aegon to, to Rhaenerys, he's pretty much ensuring his grandson mm-hmm. is, the, is king. the king. And I know, I know, right, handmade. I, man, look. Yeah. We, we know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Otto did say Otto did do that. Yeah. But he pretty much ensured that he's already ensured that his daughter is a queen. Mm-hmm. Now he's going to ensure that his grandson is a king. Mm-hmm. And who did and who did we compare him to ever since episode one? Tywin Lannister. Lannister. Mm-hmm. Because that's the exact that's the exact same thing that Tywin Lannister did. He made his daughter a queen and got his grandson to be a king. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he's basically telling Allison, look, you make sure it is your duty to make sure that you tell Viserys that Aegon is to be the rightful heir. Mm-hmm. Thus we get back to thus we get to the following scene. Viserys has been a drunken mess at this point. And you know what they say about drunk people. Alcohol brings the truth out of people. <laughs> mm, it's that truth serum, boy. Mm-hmm. It's that liquid truth, liquid courage. That liquid courage. And you can just see the guilt that Viserys has had. He's basically telling Allison, like, listen. Everything that's happened, all of this stuff has been because of me. All because I wanted a son. I lost my wife and my firstborn son because of me. 
Mm-hmm. Like you could just see just the guilt in his face. Mind you, in another a significant part of symbolism, where they're at, they're by a fire. Mm-hmm. It seems like most a lot of these significant scenes include fire because they are the store of dragons. Mm-hmm. And you could just pretty much tell, you could just pretty much see that Viserys is like, have I made a mistake producing another son? Because this whole time, yes, he is pressuring Renera to marry, but at the same time, he knows. He knows that he really, in the back of his mind, he kind of wants her to be the queen as well. Right. Like, he pretty much let it be known, like, I did not make a a decision out the blue to make Rhaenyra's my heir. He's like, I, I, it was thoughtful. It, it was a thought out process on why I decided to make this girl my heir. Mm-hmm. Okay. It was, a, it was a thought out, thought out fucking process. Uh, but. And the, the, what I appreciate about this series is that you could just see the internal conflict within these characters. Like with Viserys, you have the fraternal, the internal conflict with his heart and tradition. Mm-hmm. And it is physically and emotionally breaking him down. Here's one thing. Yes, you can definitely tell he definitely loves her. He definitely mm-hmm. loves her. You can definitely, and you can tell that he loves her so much by the point that I was just getting ready to mention it too. He looks her in her face and tells her, marry who you want, who you love. Mm-hmm. He threw out tradition for his daughter. Mm-hmm. He looked her in her face and said, marry who you want, who you love. You know, and that's that shows he loves her. Mm-hmm. Right. He does validate her. He stands yeah. on his ground for not like he's like, yo, I didn't just pick my daughter be out out the blue. Like I picked my daughter because whether you notice or not, she's worthy of it. Mm-hmm. And she's my heir, my first heir. <clears throat> she's gonna get this crown. So mm-hmm. now that pretty much this goes back now to my What's going on with Sir Christian Cole? Now that Viserys has pretty much told Rhaenerys, marry who the hell you want, how big of a role is Sir Christian Cole going to play in Rhaenerys deciding who she wants to marry? Oh, she shut down. She stopped the whole war with with Damon already by getting back the um the dragon egg. The dragon egg, yeah. That mm-hmm. was the, that was that was the main move where she pretty much let people know, yeah, I ain't nothing to fuck with. <laughs> mm-hmm. That was her main move. But go back to my question: How big of a role now is? Do you think Sir Christian Cole starts making the first move, or do you think Rhaenerys does now? Um, I definitely think it will be Rhaenyra. Hmm. Um, I definitely think it would be her because she has pretty much got the green light to make her decision. He's, yes, he's taking a celibacy vow, but so did fucking Jamie Lannister. And we see how that went, didn't it? 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and mind you, <laughs> and mind you, yes, he's taking a, cel- a celibacy vow, but Rodera is still the princess. She could say, nope, fuck that vow. Like I said. Jamie Lannister was the one was the right hand to the king or that mm-hmm. <laughs> on that king's guard. And not only did he not do celibacy, your man produced babies out of it. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> babies. Not just a baby. <laughs> babies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we yeah, all agree. So we all agree Renera's gonna be the fast ass. <laughs> That's pretty much what we're all saying. So we all say Renera's gonna be the fast ass little girl. <laughs> Just wanted to make sure we all had that. Exactly. Exactly. If she makes it first, he's just following orders. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Think didn't didn't Cersei have her little other little, little Lannister she had on the side? Mm-hmm. The little cousin or whatever. Yeah. Oh, 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 she definitely knows what she wants. It's not a game. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's not a game. She she, she was she was licking her lips in the tournament, looking at him like Yo, exactly. She pretty much what happened with her is her Christian Cole. She came into the party, see my man Cole over there playing the cut, mad smooth girl. Who that over there? Oh, that's her Christian Cole. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's Dornish. Oh, my oh, goodness. oh. <laughs> you know I like him Puerto Rican. That's what she thinking. You know, I love me a Puerto Rican. So that's what she over there thinking. And she's like, oh, who's a Christian? Because think about it. Out of all of the, when they came time to pick the King's Guard people, she was like, I want somebody with, you know, combat experience. Hey, pretty boy, Nicole, you got some combat experience, right? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Right, that she got jealous of Christian Cole. That's why she got. Listen, that part of their relationship, they don't come out and say it, but it's something that we pretty much have an idea that's going on about, which is also a big turmoil within Veneris. Within Veneris, like, yo, you was first meet. Now my dad, she pulled pretty much. Allison pulled the uh, what you call it, um, Lori Harvey. Yeah, yeah. Renera was Diddy's son, and then she went to Diddy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he pretty much pulled the Lori Harvey out here, you know what I mean? So, uh... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah Tell me I'm wrong on my comparison. Yeah, that, that, that's, that is extremely accurate. <laughs> <laughs> Allison Harvey. Warren right. <laughs> <it>, Hightower. <laughs> right. Yeah, definitely accurate. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So but so pretty much what's gonna what do you think is gonna happen in this next episode? Because it looks like we're gonna get a lot of fights this next yeah. episode. They'd be about to get a lot of different fights this next episode. I think 
first off, I think the next episode they're gonna wind up jumping to the point that Aegon is about eighteen. Right, <laughs> right the way they time jumping right now. Aegon mm-hmm. be about eighteen when they jump right now. But um, this is definitely leading up to Renera having a hatred for her brother because her brother is what her father always wanted mm-hmm. that son and she let him know she let the series know that right quite feverishly <laughs> like you like you happy you finally got your son huh and like like you're no like I'm no use to you anymore you have your son so <laughs> it, it shit is definitely definitely gonna hit the fan. Oh, that's coming. That's coming. It's like I like I said earlier, like his body is breaking down more and more by the episode. Here's like the his thing. <laughs> Here's the mm-hmm. thing. Me being a little geek or whatever the case may be, I, you know, did some reading, look up Targaryen and stuff like that. We gonna, we might be waiting a while for Viserys to kick the bucket. Supposedly, Viserys ruled for quite a for quite a bit. <laughs> and remember, he's considered the young king. Yeah, because what's what's his name? Uh, King Jaharis, he ruled for, what, 60 years? Right. (laughs) And Sarah's is considered the young king. And that motherfucker is at least 50. At least 50, 55. (laughs) At least 50, 55. (laughs) At least 50, 55. And he's the young man of the group. Mm -hmm. That's, that's, That's some shit. Yeah. Well, folks... We're not going to keep you too long on this beautiful Saturday afternoon. We thank you for joining us. Don't forget, you can always follow us here. Follow us at facebook.com slash under the ring pod and at twitch.tv slash under the ring. We also have another podcast, which we do about wrestling, which is normally on our Thursdays. Every Thursday under the ring, we air about 8, 830-ish, you know, of course, our main producer who could not join us today. Don't forget to follow him on Twitter, Greg Bush SK. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter, Rock Ribs 44. My boy right here, Mr. Fresh Beard. Don't forget to follow us. Um, thank you for joining us. We will be back at our normal <laughs> Wednesday. Mm-hmm. We will be back at our normal Wednesday, but before we go, one more thing. He won't die until the gang on takes over his body like and on that note folks please support support house of the podcast support Support utr support us as much as you can tell a friend tell somebody about us all right follow us on twitch follow us on facebook much love to everybody Thank you for joining us. We'll see y'all next week at our normal day on Wednesdays. Have a good one, folks.